Oh, we can continue with this conversation. Welcome, everybody, to the X1 Bros. As always, wait, what podcast number is this? This is podcast number 369. As 369. always, I'm 69. As always, oh. I'm joined by the bros, the X1 bros. First, it's Mr. McSpicy. Hello, I'm Mr. Going? McSpicy. Next, it's Jordan the Man. Hello. Jordan the Man. And oh. last but not least, I am X1. Welcome, everybody. For those of you who have not yet, we got into a debate on the pre show over here on, on the uh, YouTube channel. Do you lay your Xbox Series S down or do you stand it up? I no, no, no. S- series. Well, it's it's a compli- it's a complicated question. No, it's Series S. The S. Yeah, the S. The S. The white one. Yeah. The smaller of the two. The white one with the black hole. The black hole. We're all about laying that thing down. I think it's I think it's better. Put, put gently, 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 gently with correct. some caressing yes. movements. And Jordan likes to run his hand along it, and then and then he hits the on button. Yes, I like to. When, when I turn on my Xbox, I always start my hand at the opposite side of the console and yeah. slide it over. Your Xbox appreciates it. It does. Over in Discord. I remember, don't forget, I add a little swirl at the end. And a pop. And a pop on the jewel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't swirl it. I do what I like to call the X1 pat, and it's just a little smack like that. <laughs> okay, you know, okay. Right on the button. Anyways, head over to Discord, everybody. Uh, link is in the description below. Link is... Do we have it on? I think we have it on the all the it's show everywhere. notes. It's everywhere. Go head over to Discord. Let us know in general chat. Hashtag and take a picture. Yes. Hashtag team stand. Or team lay down. No, team vertical team or vertical team horizontal. Or team horizontal. That's a good one. Yeah. We already have people. We already have. There is uh, some some kinky people that stand there's a vertically. <laughs> not that I'm judging. Not that you, I'm not judging. We're talking about the Series S, right? The Series S. Or are, we, are we opening up to everything? I think we should open I, it up. We to open up to everything. Yeah, we, yeah you we, can do the we X. We could well. open it up to everything. Because Ooh. I tend to have my X erect, you know, <laughs> yeah. straight up. That's where I tend <laughs> yeah. to have mine. Yeah. I because that's how it looks like yeah, it should well, be. It looks yeah. Na- well, no, it's, it's in, in its natural setting, firm and erect. Yeah. The cube. I actually. It's got more girth. I don't think <laughs> the does. X. The X. I've ever looked at it laid down. Who lays there down? Yeah. See, that that's what I'm. I'd be surprised to see is if anybody has their Series X laid down. Dead Kamikaze right now just posted a picture over on Discord uh, that he said hashtag Team Vertical. He's a kinky man. <laughs> He's a kinky man. Team wow. Vertical. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, if yeah, <laughs> if that's what you like. Oh my gosh, it is true. Anyways, come join us on what Discord. What a great intro to 369 yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. 369. No, seriously, come join us on Discord. We are we're doing some things. We're really excited. Some things are coming over to Discord. We're we're you know just come join us. It's a great community. It's a good time we to are chat. positive gaming. 100 percent over there. Hilarious discussions are happening all day, every day. We actually did open up a Sea of Thieves channel today with the excitement of pirates life. of pirates. Mm. And booty and pirate booty and Jack the Sparrow, Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow. Sea of Thieves is open up. If you want to join us in Sea of Thieves, the channel's there. You can the G of Thieves, the G of the Sea of the Sea of Thieves. I do want to talk real quick. Good about it's Assassin's a show. about Assassin's Creed. Now oh, Assassin's sorry. Creed made Ooh, an announcement yeah. this week. Uh, it was brought out. Some leaks dropped about Assassin's Creed Infinity is the next. You know the next game, the, the next iteration of Assassin's Creed. Right, that's they were saying that's the code name. Or the code name. Infinity, the I actually, actual. I actually don't think it's the code name. They're saying it's the code name. It sounds like the real name. Now we do have Halo Infinite, and so I think gaming is moving in this general direction. We did a question in from H2Oer. H2Oer writes in and says, "Hey bros, 
Thoughts on the announcement by Ubisoft and the direction of Assassin's Creed. Now, for those of you that don't know, we did a video of this over on YouTube. You can check it out. We're dropping daily videos there, going over all things Xbox and positive gaming. Assassin's Creed Infinity was leaked. That's the the code name for the next project. They're merging all their studios together. And the idea here is that it's going to be they use the term, Jason Schreier used the term online service, gaming service. I, I don't want to use that because I don't think that that's accurate. I think it's similar to Halo Infinite. We're getting one final version that will continually be added on. It'll be this perpetual evolving world that exists. Wouldn't that be an online service? <laughs> yeah, but I think when people think online service, you think of Fortnite. And that's that's not... Yeah, or that's, like... That's, a, that's, or, think well, I guess... I guess, means. I guess <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're like... A, people think of live service, you know, where it's like battle passes every so many months, you know, yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah, and I, and I don't think that that's the case. I think more similar to a Grand Theft Auto or an ESO, an MMO type of game. Well, that actually is an online service. Yeah, but it's one, it's one world. Like, it's not like... No, I get what you're, I get yeah. what you're saying. Anyways, regardless, semant semantic. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Infinity. I think HEO. semantics are important. <laughs> Especially in this situation. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a big deal. HTOer wants to know, what are our thoughts on, on Assassin's Creed going this way? I did a video on it yesterday. My, my initial thoughts, I really like this. I think this is the future of gaming. I like that Halo Infinite is going that way. Assassin's Creed Infinity... I think it works well. I do have some questions on how they're going to do it because it's different than other games in that Assassin's Creed is always dealing with time. So you're going you're going to different time periods. So for instance, let's say that you have Assassin's Creed Syndicate in 1800 England and now you have Valhalla in 1000 England. How do they manage something like that going forward in yeah. one perpetual well, world? It's going to be really keep interesting. Keep in mind, I, I believe that there are no more time zones that they can cover. <laughs> yeah, they have covered it all. So yeah. have they gone prehistoric like they Far Cry, though? Gone, I don't think they have. Well, they that, that gone, is Far Cry. Oh, wait. They haven't gone to the future. They've also not done the future. Cyberpunk. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Cyber. <laughs> well, I think Warhammer 40K. <laughs> Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed Warhammer. No, yeah. but I, I do like I do think this is the future of gaming. I think Grand Theft Auto Online especially has proven the validity of it. And I know Jordan disagrees with me, but I actually think the end of MMO, it's it's kind of ended MMOs with this respect that it's no longer this separate genre. All games are technically MMOs now. And with the technology, Grand Theft Auto Online, the sandbox that constantly inverts, I think Sea of Thieves is a prime example of it. Look look how this game is built over time and how popular it becomes. I think Assassin's Creed, done correctly, obviously, as is the case with any game, I like the idea of this perpetual world with Assassin's Creed. Jordan, what are no, no, oh. yeah, I think it... Oh, were you? Were you Go ahead, I was going to just say, what do you mean every game is technically an MMO now? What do well, you mean Well, I mean, if that? you look at... Like if you look Grand at the Theft game, Auto Online, like Grand Theft Auto is, is technically is, an MMO. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's Call of Duty millions, Warzone, is millions an MMO. of people that are playing it. You hop into a massive multiplayer online is every game. Every game has that ability. So why what not about Assassin's Creed? The one game we're talking about. Yeah, that game has yet to take advantage of it. But now we're moving but, into but that. We're direction. moving into an yeah. infinity, infinity of an Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I like when developers have ambition, and they're, they're obviously this is a big project. I think, I think they were saying we wouldn't see this until 2024. Uh, which is which is a ways off. I, I think how you would do it from like an Assassin's Creed perspective is your main character would be whoever you are in the present for that particular game, and then you would go into the Animus and then choose which 
Assassin's Creed you want to play for that, you know, whatever it is. Maybe that's how they can add on to it. I don't know. We'll see what they do. But it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You 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 even mentioned it in the video you made, David. Is it going to be more like a, a Master Chief collection? Not necessarily older games all bundled into one, but all the new games are now just bundled into this new game? No, or I don't. Is it going to be, you know, it, like it's where gonna, it's a yeah. hub and then you go, yeah, I don't think hub, so. Yeah. I that's think, Call of Duty, I think, is a good example of that. They just keep adding things to the menu. Yeah, but yeah, they true. Do, they do. But Call of Duty has this perpetual game mode. I, I I feel like I feel like it can't be the Master Chief Collection. That just doesn't work. That that still is this this creating new yeah. games by different studios yeah. every year. And they actually talked about Assassin's Creed in their blog that they're merging the studios see, and it will be one studio. No, and I see. I, I think the reason all. to rule, rule them all. Yeah. yeah. See. Well. Anyway, that's that's just how I was looking at it from like a gameplay perspective. You you as your character jump into the Animus and then you pick whatever Assassin's Creed you want to play. But the studio thing, I think that is smart because the more stu- I mean, not. I'm just looking at the example of Rockstar. I guess is is what I'm trying to say. All their studios changed the way they develop games to create Red Dead Redemption Two, and they are using that as far as I know, to create the new Grand Theft Auto. And I think Red Dead Redemption 2 was a fantastic single-player cinematic story experiences experience that probably took the thousands of developers that they needed across, to, what, three different really, studios. To really yeah. make it work. To re- and to have a, I would say, I would say decent launch. I mean, there, there was bugs here and there, but nothing breaking the game. It was a full Not experience. a cyberpunk launch. No, no, no it, was, it took them a year to break the game and... Grand Theft or on, online, where yeah, yeah. Pay to win yeah. or whatever it was. Spicy, spicy, uh, what, what is it? It's their their formula is pay to piss, pay to piss me off. <laughs> their formula is pay to earn the right to play to win. <laughs> pay to earn the right to, <laughs> to pay, pay some to, more to pay to win <laughs> to pay to win. Yeah, yeah. It took them a whole year to figure that's that in Red Dead Redemption out. online. Yeah, we're not yeah, talking Red about Red Auto Red online. Red is legit. That's yeah, yeah. great. So, Spicy, your thoughts? Do you like do you like this direction with with a game like Assassin's Creed, or wh- where do you land on this? Um, I mean, Halo Infinite is going this direction. I think I, you know that we don't know for fa- for a fact, but everything it it seems that's the direction. Hence the word infinite. I think I, I mean I think it's cool. My concerns are like, uh, I look at a game like Warcraft and seeing that game how it how it started and how it ended graphically it there is improvement but over the course of 20 years there wasn't that much jordan may argue differently but i feel like when you do that you hold the game back quite a bit after 10 years or you know which is a weird it's a weird way to think that that that's you know a timeline of a decade mm-hmm. but yeah. when you do this that's essentially what you're trying to do you're trying to make this game last for a very long time yeah and warcraft hasn't really i mean they did they do a engine change at some point um i i don't maybe i i don't know i know you usually get graphical updates every expansion it's not that world of warcraft has the greatest graphics in the world i do think world of warcraft's graphical style ages better than other because it's like toony yeah yeah it's 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 stylized right like for example i do think warcraft has aged graphically and some people may get mad at me for this but i do think Warcraft, warcraft has aged graphically better than final fantasy online has aged graphically i can see that i i also feel like this style matches what xbox is doing with their subscription service Mm -hmm. it does um and their heart how their hardware 
idea going forward is working. It's not necessarily hardware that they're looking at now. It's a subscription, and it's games in their... What they want it to do is they want the games to last as long as they can on the hardware that they have, and they it's not necessarily about a launch every six to nine years. Mm. 69. <laughs> 69 yeah, three, years. Six, 369. So I think it kind of matches the way the industry is going in a certain way, if you look at it like that. Yeah. <sighs> Another concern I have, so this is just my initial thought, so I could be wrong on all this, but another concern I have is if the game sucks, then I'm stuck with it for a very long time. The nice thing about these games that came out frequently was when there was a bad version. You just skipped it. Correct. And I feel as though the last, like Valhalla, let me talk about Valhalla. I think it's a great game. I, I enjoyed it very much. I feel like the developers made it so stealth was not as important. Mm, sure. No, I agree. Sure. With that. I think the skill trees made it not as important. I think the enemy mechanics made stealth just not viable as a way to beat the game. Sure. Sure, I can turn it on easy mode, but that's not what I want to do. I want to enjoy the difficulty that stealth brings. And I felt like they've kind of gone that way the last couple of games, but in this one it was really uh present it was on the forefront that stealth just sucks you can't beat some enemy types with stealth uh so that said i mean assassin's creed in my mind is a stealth game agreed if they keep this trend and then they make a infinity version of this game then i'm stuck with that skill tree forever well not necessarily because you can add to it so similar to to so the way that i would envision it is let's say we start with this more action combat oriented not stealthy version let's say they start like that then i foresee them like like a destiny they drop a chapter in nine months and this chapter maybe is solely based on stealth the entire chapter with new they add in new you know skills to your tree and now you're updating your character for that and and that's that's fine it's just even the previous chapters let's say we'll call them chapters so the previous chapter the enemy's mechanics is it's not necessarily just the skill tree it's the mechanics of the enemies as well yeah so I, well, and the mechanics of the game you literally cannot stealth a raid yeah it, the game the will not best you can do is a hybrid yeah 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 uh, of the two and so i feel like and it's assassin's creed the whole game since i've played the first one I mean, it's about stealth. Yeah. It's about stealth. So, and it's, it's obviously changing. Maybe maybe they do these A-B testing and like they put people in a room and they're like, well, this one's way more fun. And so they're just like, oh, okay, let's just remove stealth. Sure. Or, you know, or just keep it in kind of. Keep it as a passive. So it'll keep the spices of the world happy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, those are, those are like my initial I, thoughts. I think... I think keeping a game you like viable for a long time is enjoyable. Yeah. I, I mean, I love I love games that keep me around for a long time. You know, just games that I like. I like to play them as long as I can. Also, <laughs> I do like to have endings to games, too. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying because I like to I like to check it off my well, list. Well, imagine you complete one. the chapter. Let's say there's some sort of 
reward system in the world or housing system, guild system, who knows? Not to say that this is going to be multiplayer necessarily, but you would have to imagine if they're going that direction, they're going to have some kind of multiplayer element, even if it's just being a, being in the same world with other people and being able to show off stuff you've earned through, from doing different missions, stuff like that. Yeah. Imagine you've completed a chapter, you come away, oh, the new chapter's back, and you're able to jump back in and take off from where you last ended. And I, 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 there's a big appeal. There's a big, so you can end, but then you also, you get the best of both worlds, I think. I think the difficulty here is... Appeasing a person like well, me. <laughs> no, I think the difficulty is with Assassin's Creed. So for instance, Halo Infinite, you're not, the way that Assassin's Creed is built is you're going through time. Which which really works well with completely different games altogether. Halo is is one consecutive storyline story arc. So you're not dealing with that. Same with Grand Theft Auto Online. Well, Assassin's Creed is sort of with Abstergo. Yeah, it, Abstergo's got to be a big part of it. My that's only, probably like the menu. Like you only, don't turn on your TV. Yeah, well, my only yeah, issue there is Abstergo and past games. If you notice, they've gone away from being super Abstergo. Yeah, but heavy. it was actually interesting in Valhalla. Yeah, yeah this a, one it was. They, they did a good did, job. Uh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. You're I, how you would how they I would assume they do it is your character is whoever is in the present with the animus right and then you just yeah. go into the animus and pick what you want to do it all depends on it, it, I don't know it's an interesting concept I don't know why it I mean other games are doing it like Halo Infinite and you know Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that right so it's it's not a necessarily a new concept but it almost feels weird thinking about it with Assassin's Creed I think it all depends on how they deliver their content because let's say they do the chapter thing, you know what I mean? There is one game that I think is a fantastic game, and I'm glad they made it, but what, the way they deliver their content I think is the worst a game has ever done, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, being two years into episode one or whatever, I thought that was a terrible idea. I think you should have either finished the game or had a better release schedule with your episodes. Well, is that though? And, and I don't want Assassin's Creed to turn into that. Although, now that being said, I think Final Fantasy Remake is a fantastic game, and I really needed to come but, to Xbox. So that'd be great. But the way they deliver their content, I think, is terrible. But it, having said that, that's not a like a perpetual, always online world. That's a completely single, well. It is now because I got to wait for episode two. Yeah, but you're but you're not able to jump in there and interact with other people like it's not this world that you can jump into it's a strictly single player experience but so be delivered in chapters but that's what i think assassin's creed is going to be no i picture assassin's creed no no, no. The, well, you the think it's going to be a co-op experience because technically no it doesn't need to be a co-op experience either what i'm saying is if it's if it's going to be grand, just think grand theft auto online and that section is, you know, you can earn stuff. Maybe there's sandboxy games in there that you can do. And then outside of that, you go and do missions or quests or chapters. Destiny. It will be Destiny, in my opinion. Minus, perhaps, the multiplayer part. The multiplayer part with respects of, to, like, this perpetual world where you can show off your stuff. Maybe there's but so, Okay, so here's uh, here's my question for you, then. And this I, is all assumptions, everybody. No, no, yeah. We're not operating off facts. No, just this assumptions. is just the idea of what... If you're going to have, so you're saying basically Destiny, where you have like this open world, shared world is what Destiny calls it, which is pretty accurate. Uh, But the thing is, is if you have a shared world in Assassin's Creed, but then make all the main missions single player, what's the point in having the time and effort put into that shared world? Why waste resources on it? You know what I mean? Well, and that's going to be the tricky part. Well, yeah, for that's, Assassin's yeah. Creed Infinity. Like, so are are we moving more towards a co-op experience or a you know? Because Destiny, I'm is, sure there'll be co-op Destiny missions. Destiny is you can you can do multiplayer. I mean, you can do single player, but I mean, at Destiny is you play with your friends. You know, it's a it's a shared world experience, yeah. right? 
I think there'll be some shared world aspects, shared world experience aspects. Um, I doubt it would be 100% that, but maybe. Because I'm thinking in my mind more of a, like a, like kind of what we're thinking about with Halo Infinite minus the co-op aspect of Halo, right? Yeah. You have this big open world that continuously can expand through I, what we call them now as DLC, but they'll probably change the name of it later, you know, to... They add on different chapters, different missions, different, different types <laughs> of the world. It'll you become know. numbers. Because yeah. the way I feel Infinite's going to do it, and again, this is all just off assumption because we haven't heard much other than it's going to be you know, a very, a very perpetual, expansive world. I assume the way Halo's going to do it is you're going to have this main set of quests and then throughout the different battle passes and, and whatever seasons that they're doing or, or, or however they're going to line it up, you'll they'll add you know, 10 more missions that, that expand this guy's story or, or, or give you a new story over here. That's how I assume Halo's going to do it. I kind of would assume the same thing with, with Assassin's Creed, just more single player focused, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I just, I, I, I think the reason it feels weird is because Assassin's Creed is single player. Now it would be different if you like Grand Theft Auto, you have your single player experience and then a completely separate, multiplayer that has its own set of rules and and stuff that it deals with you know yeah it's regardless it's going to be interesting to see how it breaks down i think spicy what you said is correct this is the future this is the direction that gaming is going and what's really interesting that i hadn't considered before spicy is it fits in with the xbox model of mm-hmm. game pass subscriptions that that's really interesting to me in fact there was another news story that dropped this week about uh, avalanche studios and they talked about yesterday the ceo um talked about how they decided because, you know, their new game contraband that's coming out is dropping on Game Pass and they had lots of opportunities to go, you know, console exclusive mm-hmm. and, and do a deal with other consoles. But he said when looking at what Game Pass does for us and, and what we want to do with this game, it just fits what we need mm-hmm. and what we want. And that's that's yeah, really interesting cool. to me. And if that's the direction gaming is going, it's hard to see how Xbox does not continue to just absolutely crush it. Well, yeah, I think developers with this are starting to, you know, build their games to the mold of what's happening across the industry. Subscriptions. I think yeah. they're forming it to that. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. Speaking. We did bring up another game. Oh, by the way, H2Oer. Great question. Thank you very much for yeah. writing in. We did bring up another game. Sea of Thieves as this uh, uh, example of um of an open, not open world, like a perpetual world that's always evolving and, yes. and continually there being there. I would like to make the argument that Sea of Thieves is currently Xbox's marquee title. I know it's up there. I mean, it's fun fact. Until, it is until Master Chief. It's number around. one on Steam two weeks in a row. That's huge. Until Master Chief. Until Master Chief. You know, I, I agree with that. But I think. What's interesting is remember when it dropped, it kind of got made fun of and it was like, what is this? And it's it's because it's this ever evolving experience. They're able to continually to improve it and add to it and bring new features and content. I think it's the marquee game. If you noticed in the music video, we watched the all for one commercial of Xbox All Access. What get, they didn't show. They showed off Halo and they showed off Sea of Thieves on screen. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think, well, I, I think it's the the style of game that it is, too, because it's a it's a game where you create your own story, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just. I think I think that's part of the reason it's so popular. 
Well, that was part of the reason it got so much flack at the beginning. And I think... Because there was nothing to do. What do you do? Well, because they, they're, not, they're not playing it. I think uh, this... I'm going to bring up the power of streamers again. Mm. Uh, we've talked about this before. But this game really didn't... I mean, people played it, but it really wasn't what it was until Summit 1G started playing this game. And I think that gave it a shot in the arm. And instead of looking on the outside, which a lot of people would do because they never played it they saw summit making his own story sitting in in a ship for 45 minutes just laying there waiting to steal the yeah. athena chest drawing inappropriate yeah. pictures on a map correct <laughs> he would do stuff like that he and would people would be like who did this he would make his own story and i think that gave people the chance to not make fun of a game like this and to not uh just complain about well there's nothing to do it became a role playing. It game. became kind of well, yeah. It, it totally is, and I think, I think that's what gave this this game kind of the shot in the arm that everybody started to enjoy because it is a different type of game. You build your own story, just like you said. Well, and I think well, it's, well, it's just like that because I think Sea of Thieves and some people may disagree with me, but I think it falls into the same category as a game like Rust or DayZ, where it's a you create your own story. Why is Rust fun? Rust is fun because we built a, sh uh, a base and then decided to take a helicopter over to this other guy's base and blow it up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The, the reason, the same thing in Sea of Thieves. Now, Sea of Thieves is obviously not as hardcore survival. It's more adventure than survival, obviously. But it's the same thing. Like, hey, guys, what are we going to do tonight? Do you want to go get an Athena chest or do you want to just go blow that guy up over there? You know, and, and in doing that, you create your own adventure. Yeah. Well, and I think adding in adding in the story modes that came, the tall tales, and now you're adding in that on top of, lay, or layered over these big IPs, mm -hmm. like a, like a, see, what is, what is the movie? Why can't I Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. No, ever, it just takes it to the next level. Ever since the anniversary patch, which I think was, what is it, two years ago now, a year and a half ago now, uh, I think they've been on an upward trend because the anniversary patch did a lot of cool stuff. There has been a few things that I wish they've changed, like particularly with battle passes and, and stuff like that. I wish they'd, there's a few criticisms I have there that we've talked about, but with the newest update, Pirate's Life, and then now that we can see what the Pirate's Life is, it's this, it's Disney, Captain Jack Sparrow, the potential of what can come in the future of how they can do these tall tales. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. We did drop a poll in chat. Everybody who's watching us live here on YouTube is Sea of Thieves Xbox marquee game at the moment. Uh, and for the, the definition of marquee would be, is it its premier game right now? And I think seeing it on screen with Halo, for instance, in that commercial for Xbox All Access shows that it is. I mean, it's it's been up there on Steam all year it's now number one after the Pirates of the Caribbean launched two weeks in a row on Steam. You've got PC, you've got Game Pass. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's everywhere that you can play it. Xbox All Access, uh, streaming, xCloud. I do think currently it is its marquee its marquee title. No, I, I think mean, I mean what else would what else would your Forza franchise currently would be Forza Horizon? Your Forza Horizon well, would be well. One the of thing your is, is titles too. just because it's marquee now doesn't mean it will always be marquee. No, no, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, th I think you're right. I think, and that's why I said, well, maybe until Master Chief comes along, because I, you know, Sea of Thieves is is what we have, and they, I, I feel like ever since the anniversary update, they've been on an upward trend. I mean, Summit still plays, and he enjoys it. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and and then he, without a doubt, brought in a huge community of people that are now playing it and probably enjoying it as well too. Yeah. So everybody in chat, really interesting. They disagree. 
Everybody who has voted uh, said no, 100%. <laughs> so I'd be curious. Chat, yeah, let me, let me know. What do you think is the marquee title then? What what game is is currently Xbox using to promote its its console, its its ecosystem? Mm-hmm. Because I see CFDs everywhere. And, uh, well, no, and I think, I, well, I think, no, I think you're right because I think a lot of people will say, oh, Halo is because Halo is Xbox. Yeah, but. But not right now. No, no, that's what, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, Halo, Sea of Thieves is bringing people to Xbox. And some might say Full for, the Forza Motorsports, is, but not right now. We're, Forza Horizon 5, when it drops, will be, or a new motorsport drops, or even at the end of this month, Flight Simulator drops. Maybe that becomes yeah. it. Sea of Thieves is a consistent for Xbox, that's for sure, because it's always, it's out for it's one. It's perpetual. And it's perpetual, it's, yeah. It's, it's a consistent for them. It'll always be there for them, and it'll always, I think it'll always bring in crowds of people, especially when they have these big updates. Yeah. But I think, I think Forza. You think, think Forza is? Forza is. Um, it comes out a lot more frequent than Master Chief ever sees the screen. Mm. I, and you have two until I, the end of this year. Yeah. Then, then all you know, yeah, then uh, it'll be then it'll be an infinite <laughs> version of Master Chief. Yeah. The no. King returns. <laughs> yeah. Return how, of the King. That's how they should market that it. Should, it should be Lord of the Rings. Return I mean, of the King. Forza is the racing game. Yeah, you have others elsewhere, mm-hmm. but I feel like. I feel like those that play on other consoles, for example, Andrew, I think on the on your interview yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that he would he would he would want Forza on on PlayStation that's big a, time. That's a good point because you can't play it on anything else. That that is a good point. And I think Forza. I mean, I started playing Forza the last couple of weeks. That's gonna kind of been my relaxing game again. Uh, Forza Horizon Four. I think. It's a game you always go back to. You can, and I think it's it has stayed popular far longer than it should. It's true. No, it definitely. I mean, so having said, uh, Sea of Thieves number one on Steam, Forza Horizon Four is number two and number four, different versions on Steam last two weeks, just crushing it. And and the fact that you can jump back into it, what did it release in twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen? You yeah. can jump back into it years later, and there's still new content that's dropping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, the hype of number five doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Uh, sure. But well, that's I what mean, did it, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I started playing. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, why I started playing. But yeah, you think of you think of the games that we want from PlayStation. I mean, I want Last of Us. I want you know. Yep. I want Spider Man. I want God of War. On the other side, the the one that is always on everyone's list is Forza. Is Forza. That's a really good point. I didn't know that is. That. Yeah. Where Sea of Thieves maybe isn't pooling people. Like a force that's pulling people. Well, see, and I, I think we slightly talked about this before the show, but speaking of like Assassin's Creed Infinity and and Halo Infinite, I think you had mentioned Forza could be a game that could do that ever perpetual. I do think so. Yeah. I think eventually I, I could see instead of a Forza Motorsport and a Forza Horizon, I could I foresee a Forza Infinite, if it were, or just called Forza. And you could merge the two. So you could have this, the open world Forza Horizon experience, and then maybe you go into, you, you join a, motorsport? You join a championship circuit, and that is motorsport. It's like a, a simulation. Simulator. That's actually exactly what I've dreamed of. Yeah. So, so you get the best of both worlds. You can do arcade races, but then the hardcore ranked multiplayer slash hardcore single player is the simulation motorsport. And maybe you call it, maybe there's, so maybe what you have is you have Horizon Championships and then you have Motorsport Championships. Yeah. Well, and I think the Horizon part of it, 
would work perfect too because I mean every time they release a DLC you have to take a boat to go to the new island anyway I mean we'll just take a boat to Mexico maybe what you call it is Forza World Forza World hey that's not a bad idea Forza World for all your Forza needs for everything Forza Forza World (laughs) and then once we complete the world you know there's going to be like a moon expansion yeah. Oh, you you know there is. You know there has. Uh, it's going to be a Destiny crossover. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going with uh, depth? No, that's actually not a bad idea. Forza World. Because think about it. Like you said, you can. So right Imagine, now we're. In, uh, yeah. Um, that game never ends. Yeah. Because you would just come out every couple of years or every whatever your cycle is. I don't know what the cycle is for Horizon games. Or isn't it every other year right now for Horizon games? Minus this one. I, yeah. This one was a little. Different. Different. Because I think they were pushing. Two uh, technologies. Horizon. Yeah. Forward. Oh, oh, sorry. We're talking about yeah Horizon. because okay. you're still thinking of <laughs> yeah. commercials. Well, it's just like right now. Yeah, I mean, like, in a world, in a world, I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like right now. So Forza Horizon Four is in London. Why, why can't the next Forza Horizon, if if we were in this Forza world, just be the next chapter? Yeah, I agree. It's Mint says, what about Project Cars for the racing sim? So Project Cars is a good racing sim game. It's solid. Forza Motorsport is still seen, in, my, in my opinion, as the Again, I'm going to use this word, marquee, as word of the day, as the marquee, marquee. racing simulator. I, yeah. I, IMO. I mean, you can just look at the licenses for all the cars alone. Yeah. They have everybody. <laughs> when you have Microsoft's wallet behind and their mall <laughs> And their eSports scene is freaking legit. It's yeah. cool. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Uh, and, and Microsoft, I, I don't want to put Microsoft Flight Simulator off the list either. The problem with that one is, though, the last Microsoft game was, what, 2001? Yeah, 2001. It was 10, Th- right? X? X. Yeah. Uh, that's 20 years. <laughs> yeah. That's 20 we, years and, and, ago. And we know how well it's done on... So in 20 more years, we'll get the next flight Well, we know simulator. how well it's done on the PC. Well, look at that, though. I don't think we get another flight simulator ever. I think this is it. You're you're live. Yeah, I mean, when your when your servers process the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, do you need another game? And yeah. so, flight simulator. We'll see how that does on when it comes to console because I've argued and I I still argue. I think it's been niche because of the setup that you need. They're well, removing that now see, with and that's, cloud and console. Well, but that's, I, I think the setup still matters. I think that's where it's going to be important on the console. They need to, and I think this is where all their effort needs to be put in, they need to nail the control scheme for the console. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people will be turned on. I mean, some people will be turned it's on from that simulation. Yeah, because, so yeah, yeah, people will be turned on by that simulation aspect, but I think... People also for be the, turned off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's just like it's just like racing sim games. I I think you like Forza does it well. You can you can ha- it's a simulator game. You can have settings in there for the general masses that will then slowly go in and turn off those settings because you do do better if you you know are racing without those. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Bumpers. I guess what we call what is that what we call them? Bumpers for the lanes. They're like what, what? Forza, Forza Motorsport settings are kind of like the bumpers oh, for a bowling on alley. On a bowling alley, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, arcade mode versus simulator. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. I think they need to nail that control scheme on the controller for Forza, or sorry, for flight simulator, flight simulator to have a big impact. I I think. Yeah. Well, and and the reason I bring that game up is that is that is something you can't get anywhere else. No. Yeah. No. That is besides true. Microsoft's platforms i would say pc and console so that's and there's not a lot of pcs that can even 
deal with that game. Yeah. It and Loyal Doyle's in chat. It burned his graphics card. Yeah, yeah. while flying over while Salt Lake, while, right? flying, yeah. while flying over the great state of Utah. <laughs> yeah, his plane and crashed and, and burned. And his plane started to crash, <laughs> and his, his, that was simulation. As his plane crashed, his graphics card caught on fire. That's the kind of simulation yeah. it is. See, that's the setting you it's want. Real to world simulation. Yeah. Real world. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's a simulation game that you can't get. Do it's that, a limited availability even on PC. Because yeah. I'm I'm kind of torn. Like, do you guys think Flight Simulator will do very well on the console? I think it'll have a an explosion initially. But that's why I said I think if you have a crappy control scheme, which I, Here. I you can. Here. You know, well, you know. This is what's gonna happen. So yes, what you're doing what you're saying is true. But I have a feeling that we're gonna see a lot of articles online that start to complain about Microsoft Flight Simulator because it's ruining the world, uh, like, because this, okay. Because they don't recycle? No. I don't know where you're going It's going to be like the crypto argument that <laughs> oh, it's ruining it's, the world. It's not efficient? Because you want to get airtime, and you have to keep your plane flying for about seven hours to get to Africa. <laughs> you do. You know? It's On real autopilot. time. It's in you real time mode. So autopilot. You, it is going to be cranked. Your CPU on your and your GPU on your Xbox is going to be cranked. <laughs> and you're going to leave it on because you want the hours of the well, achievement. I just had a thought on that. And it's so easy. you're going to get articles. Is it going to have quick resume? It's ruining the world. It, yeah, we'll you know, have reci- quick Reduce, reuse, recycle. Don't play Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> Don't play Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> will, will it have quick resume? That is a good question. I probably will, but I mean, oh, that's but but quick see, resume the point is essentially is, a pause button. Here's the thing: yeah. the point is not pausing the game. The point is putting it on autopilot to get to Europe. Yeah. My yeah, tip yeah, for yeah. beginners: turn fuel off, <laughs> <laughs> because you actually. I was wasting a lot of fuel because I wasn't flying right. Well, because you well, it, that's a simulation. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually exactly. played that way for yeah. a little bit, <laughs> where you'd have to find an airport that does fuel, and you'd have to land, and have to go in your spot, and then you'd request fuel, and they yeah. they would to the air tower, there and then was, they would bring it out. There it was there was one time I I ran out of fuel above the city of Provo, <laughs> going from my St. George to Salt Lake City trip, and it didn't turn out very well. <laughs> Do you have to? Like, ca- oh. Do you have to? Does it tell you? I looked for the stadium and I couldn't. So land. do you have it was, to calculate it beforehand? Correct. And you can you just have an line. Excel sheet. Well, <laughs> well, the, so. well, the problem is, so there's a fuel range that kind of helps you out. And you're like, and in my but mind, but it lies because yeah. we're not efficient flyers. <laughs> yeah, we're not pilots. We redline the plane because we want to get there faster. You're like, oh, why don't we just go a thousand miles an hour? And when you do that, your fuel consumption just goes. Yeah, <laughs> but then there's also because because of the simulation, there's also like headwinds. Yeah, because you need to like, how is it? You need to point your plane a kind of more up. Because you're going slower, so the the lift need, there's a lot of variables variables that to deal to save with fuel, fuel consumption. There are pilots listening to this show right now, just shaking. Their they're heads. like they're like those couldn't even make it from St. George to Salt Lake. Idiots don't push that's the like plane a, that hard. That's like so, a beginner's so, flight. So when 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 plane companies in real life now talk about the price of jet fuel going up, it's because they have crappy pilots. <laughs> it's because so. they have crappy pilots. That's what it is. No, it's uh. it's true. And it, here's all, also, if you put too much fuel in your plane, you're it heavier. bogs it down. Yeah, you're, you're heavier. heavier. So you Which gotta, wastes fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of... So that's why Jordan just flips that switch, that simulation well, switch Do you remember off. when we found it? I was like, you could do what? 
Wait, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was what, like, is, what is this I was setting? Like, Jordan, just turn it off. Oh, <laughs> click. All right, I'm going to Africa. <laughs> then I left my computer on all night to get yeah, those hours. Yeah, because we'd, we'd leave our computers on so it would fly to get those hours on the plane because... Yeah. The first thing I mastered on the plane that I was using at the time was how to fully control autopilot. You have to, like learn yeah and every plane's autopilot is different which is incredibly frustrating <laughs> i get why like people sometimes argue there but should see, be a standard but see look how you guys are talking about it oh people are going to be but, able to experience this no, no, for see, the first see, time on console no, no. and i think this is this is cool that being said it's because we got to use joysticks. We had our stream decks completely set up yes. with all flight controls. The control scheme was perfect True. to us. Like it, True. it, we, you know, it does drop day one mouse and keyboard support. So, oh, it does. It does. Okay, how about yeah, so stream I think deck I might, support? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's you well, could set it up the same way. Could we do the stream deck? Because we can just it's make just the stream USB. deck have. There's it would no be way. a keyboard. Well, we could just make the stream deck have keys. Keys. It's a driver issue. I would. Uh, I would think. But I mean, a keyboard is the Stream Deck, just just with buttons, just with letters, yeah. just instead with changeable, of, changeable of, words. Yeah. <laughs> See, so. my Stream Deck said landing gear, not K. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I had all my different lights on buttons, tail light. Well, so so what's so interesting about this game? I usually you can start the game like it's easy mode is having the plane ready to fly when you get in the cockpit. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to do the flight check from like you get in your plane and you have a cold plane mm. and then you have to do everything. They have a checklist. There's like 300 things. It's yeah, why I think that should be changed in real well, life. Well, I mean, it's why in it's, real life. That's just, that's it's why, why a you lot sit less. at the airport waiting for your. Yeah, to no, it's for like so long. we've we've learned. You can't just, you oh, can't, you know. Yeah, I'm actually starting to judge pilots on my experience yeah, from this game. Flight <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I, this is a little bit too much turbulence. You want me to take over? I, I've played, I've, I've, played I've logged 50,000 hours in You know what's simulator. funny is I think, like, if you go full simulation and you log that many hours into flight simulator, you could probably fly a plane. You could probably, yeah. I, I, I'm actually confident that if the pilot has a heart attack, I can decently land that's, the plane. It might I, be a hard landing, but I can land it. I think, I think the I same thing. I feel like, you know, on an airplane, if something happened to the crew, <laughs> you know that movie Airplane? I'd yeah. be like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Now, uh, is there a pilot on board? Can I turn the fuel button off? Is there a pilot on board? Now, that being said... Right here. That being <laughs> Even though you're said, not a pilot. <laughs> that being said, I'm, I am... Only efficient in those situations in the Cessna, the Citation, and the the, <laughs> the, the Boeing. Oh, so did you go uh, so like 747? If, if yeah, that, I did do the okay. Boeing, that one's okay. a bit That's tougher. A hard plane, but I did find the landing gear button, so I like <laughs> yeah. a, you know, so you know what button yeah. to push. That's and what, what and where the flaps are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's a challenge it was on my stream deck. Because <laughs> yeah. I put the flaps on my stream that deck. That is funny. I, I do want to answer a question real quick from Andrew Courtney that we missed in chat. He says, as someone who has never played a Forza game, will Horizon Five be a good jumping in game for me? Yes, yeah, looks any to be. any of the Horizon games is a good jumping in point. There's no there's no story to follow. The hardest adjustment is it's unlike any other racing game with respect to it's this open world experience, so it can be a little bit confusing. But just start racing and you'll get it. It's it's, really it's right trigger, left trigger, joystick. Yeah, ex exactly. and then when you get good, you throw the A button in there. Yeah. yeah. So we we have CF Thieves up and we, and we talked about this as a game. That spicy, you credit streamers to really blowing this game up, and I think you're correct mm -hmm. with that respect. Uh, earlier today, well, it was either today or yesterday, someone that I follow tweeted on Sam Woodall. 
he he's a big YouTuber. He tweeted out the golden era of streaming is dead. I agree with that statement. What are your thoughts? You're you're you were the big streaming watcher. Well, I think the golden era can come back. It's just got to go somewhere else other than Twitch. You think so? You think I think I think he. I think a big problem is how that company runs itself. Runs their... And how it treats its viewers and how it treats its uh, content creators. See, I think it's de- I think it's dead because it was the, it was in its infancy and it was this new thing that hadn't been done. I think it's evolving now, and I think I think it's evolving as a supplement. In other words, I don't know I don't know how to explain. No, it. I I think the idea okay, of go ahead. Uh, being able to interact with the entertainment that you're watching in real time in real time is never going to go away. That's a good point. I think that is the future of broadcasting. Imagine if we had this for all our other shows growing up where we could watch it and then we could interact, send them a message and then it would change, you know, what we were watching instantly by them reacting to what we said. Yeah, that is never going away. That is the future of broadcasting, regardless of where it's going to be consumed or Interesting. shown. Um, the the golden era. What he was probably me. I honestly think that it's just there's no plan. There's there's a company that's in charge that shouldn't be in charge. I see. That's what I think is ha- is happening. That has kind of ruined. The experience, or not ruined it, but it's no longer where it's no longer what it once was. Sure. That's for sure. Well, and they've well, the problem. There's so many issues with with um, a lot of things that goes on. Let, I'm just going to bring up Twitch because uh, they are the the one that I have issues with. A lot of the content creators, whether they were forced or whether they were choosed, cho- cho- whether they chosen to uh, to create to cultivate. A chat room of toxicity, for example, uh, it, it it made it so every single person in that community you can't have normal conversations in chat rooms. You can't have uh, you can't be positive without having someone slap you around. Um, there's so many things wrong, and I believe, and that was Twitch at its infancy, c- cultivated an atmosphere of that makes it very difficult for content creators to literally stay sane. Yeah. If they and if they refuse that said community, they make no money, which will make them go insane as well. It's yeah. it's a weird atmosphere that has been created because of how Twitch and their concurrent creators interacted with each other. There's a lot of other things, a lot of other variables that I disagree with how, how Twitch handles things, how content creators are limited in what they can request and and appeal and do a whole bunch so of you, stuff. It's it's you just think the as, golden era was maybe when a few years ago when Mixer was first starting, where you had first time ever consoles being able to stream to Twitch, and so there was this like new nostalgia, new interesting aspect with that, and it was all coming up. And then you had your classic big streamers who made who made huge names for themselves at the time, mm-hmm. whether it be Ninja, Doctor Disrespect. Um, I mean, Lyric was big right before then. I think he probably predated the golden era, but was a part of it. Uh, yeah, he was a part of creating it too. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think that the sh- the newness is gone? So the the uh, well, the no. shine is off a little bit. I think what we have and what's going to happen is 
uh, what were those channels back in the 90s that you'd go to like 805, channel 805, and it was like public- Public access. Public yeah. access live people, and they would interact. You could actually go to YouTube and watch some of the stuff that are hilarious, yeah. where they interact with phone callers and stuff like that. The idea is not necessarily new. It's mm. still around. It's just so much easier for the normal person- To do it. To, to do it. I think- I think it's going to. I think the golden era is yet to come. It's as oh, soon. I think it's as soon as we can get a platform that isn't Twitch in charge. Do you think YouTube will be that platform? YouTube's interesting because they have it, a different it, mindset. It's, right? it's 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 a the live streaming is a supplement to their actual product. Exactly. I so I th- I don't think I don't think YouTube is. Is that because because of their model is different? I think I think a lot of people for the golden era to come back. Let's say it, that's what I think it is because I think it existed before Amazon purchased Twitch. Mm. The problem, though, or even immediately after the purchase, immediately after the purchase. The problem, though, is how terrible the service was as a actual service you got disconnected you were dealing with a whole bunch of stuff chat rooms got disconnected it just was too big for its britches amazon comes in with money fixes all those problems um, and that was the golden era right there that snapshot that snapshot i think as soon as you get rid of you clean house and get rid of a lot of people suits yes a lot of people making the wrong decisions over and over and over again do you think what they are is their xbox when xbox became corporate they need their own phil spencer a gamer with gamers in mind well see twitch does not want to be anymore just a gaming streaming yeah, service they wanna, it's almost like they want to be their own network of different of different Shows, quote unquote, you know, of what you know. How I would, would totally say, say yeah. that they want to go back to what they were before the Justin, Justin, Justin TV. TV. Yeah. But the problem is, yeah, I think the golden era is yet to come. Oh, that, that's that's, that's my that actually, that's my you, you gave me tingles there. That makes me excited. Yeah, tingles. Well, the formula we know what works and what doesn't. It's just people in charge are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. just that's just it. I, uh, things that I would do. For example, to get rid of the toxicity, do what Mixer did. Make it not un- uh, anonymity. Is that the word? You've got a very or even fa- Facebook is is doing that to an extent. I yes, mean, where you have to have your Facebook profile. Eighty three was it? Bill Burr's always quote that always makes me laugh. It was it like eighty seven percent of the internet are assholes, yeah, yeah. and thirteen percent are cool. The reason that is the case is because of the anonymity of the internet, which is both good and, and bad. bad yeah. In this case, it's bad because it creates and cultivates an atmosphere of toxicity because they don't rein it in at all. And it's mm. just an awful experience. The reason I have moved to YouTube is because of many of those reasons. One of those is I'm, I just have to full screen my stream because I don't want to see... When I'm watching E3, for example, I don't want to see a million... 12 year old toxic people going this is dumb when's Fortnite? when's Fortnite? this, this is sucks. dumb this stupid sucks. this is sucks yeah. next game next game next game i don't want that i and, and that's by the way that's the 
edited version of yeah. what you would actually see. Yeah. It would be far, far worse. Whereas you full screen. It. So I would go to YouTube because I could watch it in crystal clear quality as a VOD and enjoy it with pausing and stuff like that. Anyways. But if it's a content creator, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that need to change, but a lot of the people upstairs are making wrong decisions. And I have, you know this, a lot of people that listen to the show have has known this. I have left completely. I have cut off Twitch from my entire uh, content enjoyment, my inner, where I choose to watch things. Because, and I was, I would watch it hours upon hours a day. I would have it up on a screen while I work and just watch yeah. a lot of the streamers. So, so I, here's 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 kind of my initial thoughts about the golden era of streaming. I I think I think its place will settle as supplemental content. And here's why, because, for instance, I really like Asmongold. I've been watching a lot of his stuff he's a, lately. Yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. I think he does a lot of stuff right. I don't watch him live. I watch him on YouTube. Even if I were to watch him live, the chances that I would interact live would be slim to none. But on YouTube, I can still watch his reaction. I, I can watch the VODs that have been cut up into segments, and I can still experience him reacting to people live. And, and, I, and I would be curious on the numbers. In fact, I guess a good case study is we could go look at the numbers of, of his videos in particular. Live stream numbers versus then long term what, what his VOD numbers get on YouTube. This, this evergreen content that is sitting there where I can experience him reacting live, but after the fact. I, but I don't have to be tuned in live. Yeah, but still you need that experience it live to have yeah i agree but, but what i'm saying is i think the golden era was the only way to do that was live like nobody was really youtube streamers hadn't yet been putting their stuff up as evergreen content necessarily they were exclusively on twitch and that was so everybody had to be there if you wanted to experience live now it's it's kind of flipped where i'm using this live experience to create this evergreen experience that everyone can partake in long term that never goes away Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't it's a know. little bit of chicken and egg. Yeah, <laughs> it 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 is, and maybe the hybrid of the two is is the sweet spot. This the sweet spot going forward. Maybe that's the golden era that we're going to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a really that's a really interesting. Who said that? The golden Sam era. Wo Sam Woodall. He's a he's a content creator. That I mean, I I believe that. I honestly believe that because. I have been just turned off so many times and so hard in so many occasions by how Twitch deals with issues and how they are not balanced on their decisions and how they pick and choose according to whatever they think at the time is, I don't know, correct. And I, it well, and, and their decisions seem fire from the hip, like shooting from the hip and then not based on any sound principle yeah that that is consistent and i think that that's a big again a big issue and again and, and again. again and unlike blizzard and antithetical decisions too i i think what you said is correct what gamers want yeah it's and core it's core audience again and again and again and unlike blizzard where i they're the only place i can play hearthstone is there i can get my content elsewhere that's so true. i the, well, I, I agree that the golden era was like you said before i could get it elsewhere yeah but I honestly believe because the formula is so good, being able to interact with people you watch and get entertained by, that it won't go away. And somebody is going to figure out a way to improve to it and do it right and not have the, the team that's making these decisions well, in charge. You, if YouTube could develop a culture that Twitch has via 
where where it really encourages streamers to stream on their platform mm-hmm. via you know gifted subs and stuff. It's just I don't know how anyone else can develop that kind of culture. Twitch is the king at, yeah. at that kind of culture. And so even if I mean look at Microsoft who has all the money in the world tried to jump in with Mixer and cut cords and says no this is just well, not this doesn't line up long term with us. I, I think, and you guys, let me know what you think. I think Microsoft fell victim to the same thing Twitch is. Twitch just has more numbers. I don't think Microsoft, at what would you call it, the managerial level, whoever was managing, you know, made necessarily well. There were wrong decisions, decisions, but I I I think I think some of the stuff that was correct is okay. Let's try things correct. Let's try to get these big names over to pull people from Twitch. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that didn't work. People said, "Well, I'll just I'll, I'm staying on Twitch. I don't follow the creator. I, I'm I'm on the. They're not on Twitch right now. I'll watch someone else that is. Well, and see, here's the thing. With that, they couldn't be when they moved to Mixer. They couldn't be a cesspool of toxicity because Mixer forced them to be a verified account. Verified account. When it's not necessarily like a verified like your personal name. It's just a verified account. Which yeah. was so which, which would, well, they could punish you for saying." terrible things yeah and so they go there and they oh wait i have to be a human being (laughs) no i'm going back to twitch i'll just watch this person on vods which is what we kind of do anyways and that that i think is the big hurdle that somebody has to go against rose city gamer in chat says x1 bros have the potential well thank you thank you for your belief rose city gamer loyal doll says youtube needs a twitch prime option something that and, and i think by that he means like a bundled free sub model you could kind of do it with youtube youtube has youtube tv now they have youtube red somehow if they could figure out how to bundle all those together perhaps you could do it but even then the culture is just different on youtube mm-hmm. uh real city gamer do streamers get syndicated yeah it's called youtube i'm pretty <laughs> sure yeah uh, yeah go look up like we'll go look up asmongold his his youtube channel is huge probably surpasses his twitch yeah, but on Twitch he gets like what 100k plus each time he streams. Well, I mean, well no, the no, difference that was is just this. that was just usually I think he sits anywhere between 30 to 50. Okay. This week this week was different because he was doing some new stuff and it brought in a lot of. Well, the, the of thing that's different is during let's say he streams for two hours and he does and he streams for a lot longer than that. In a two hour span, how much he's getting in donations because that's the culture there versus what he's getting on YouTube. It's far higher on Twitch, guaranteed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though his his viewership is probably far higher long term on on videos, what he's getting in donations alone on Twitch, just that's the culture. They've crushed it. And that's where Loyal Doe with the Twitch Prime is is correct. Yeah. Well, and they to to Twitch's credit, they have created and cultivated alongside the, the chat room of toxicity. Uh, an, a community of giving. It's kind of the best and worst, right? Where the best is, the worst is also there. It's got this like dark, this yin and, yin and yang situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I kind of laugh because a streamer is basically a, a person on the corner with a guitar box open playing his guitar as awesome as he can and it's people walking by that throw Talking dollar about, bills. That's true. That's a really good analogy. That's essentially what Twitch is and that's what keeps the guitarist and still playing the guitar and not going and working at Walmart, you know? <laughs> the dream. They're keeping it alive. <laughs> They're doing it. Having said that, I do think Twitch has done some things that are smart, but I also think kind of take advantage of, of streamers. So one of the smart things that they did is they opened up, they lowered the partnership requirements, or slash, and they created a new, a new an affiliate. An affiliate 
And what that affiliate does is if you have one person, I don't know what it is. I'm simplifying here. But if you have one person in your stream and you stream for 30 days, you can become affiliated, i.e. monetize your account and get subs. And that was smart on them on this respect. It it keeps people who are it keeps people streaming on their platform because there's that there's that dream you're still chasing when for 90 percent of those people, it will never happen. Ninety nine percent. When did 99 percent. When did yeah. they do that, though? Uh, like four years ago. Oh, okay. Was it was like three years ago? Three years ago. Yeah. Because yeah. was it? Did they do that in response? Th- to they did it in Beam? response to Mixer. Well, Beam at the time. No, it was Mixer. It was. was it it Mixer was. At the time? It was well into Mixer's. Yeah. Mixer's Mixer's run there, and they because then the the argument was well, Mixer's harder now to become partner. But see, on so Switch. what you're saying is that good came from the competition of having another platform. Well, I think there. it's good in that if you're someone that's trying to make it, it makes it that much easier for you. Where I think it's it's bad is that. It gives false hope. To, I mean, how many people are streaming to zero people? And a lot of those people are affiliated. Just go to Fortnite right now. If, if you're on the PC, go over to Twitch, go to Fortnite, and you can go for hundreds of people, thousands of people streaming to zero people. And it's all because they're affiliated and continually stream to zero people. Now, a lot of that, in fairness, is because people enjoy it, and that's that's good and fine. I'm not... I, I just think it's a little bit there is a little bit of a double edged sword. We're taking advantage of you. And maybe that's me just being a little bit too soft and wussy, but no, <laughs> well, that's been the case for your life for several. That's true. My, <laughs> according to my wife. Soft and wussy. Soft and wussy. Andrew Courtney writes in with a question. Uh, thank you very much for the super chat, Andrew. He says, Did you guys get a chance to listen to Uncle Phil on Unlocked Podcast? Uh if so any takes on some of the topics he touched on? So Phil Spencer had this big interview this week, and a lot of news came out from it. One of them was a, was about what kind of games, what's missing in the whole of yeah. Xbox content. And Psychotic actually wrote in, and he said, was it Psychotic? Sorry, no, it was Nick. Nick Papagiorgio wrote in and said, when Phil Spencer would, was asked on the Podcast Unlocked interview about what gaps... There were in games on Xbox, he talked about wanting to have more family-friending games. He says, I can see as a dad as myself versus what is offered by Nintendo for kids, uh, why this is a hole on Xbox. Are there any other games you feel are lacking on Xbox, and how can they fill that gap? So first, uh, great question, Nick, and great question, Andrew. First, let's address Andrew's uh, question. Any takes on the topic? Let's talk about the topic specifically of family-friendly Content. Well, I think I think the way he answered this question is exactly what we've talked about before. I think they walk into the office and they literally have a giant whiteboard of what don't we have? Mm. Because this is just another thing off that checklist. The other thing would be like JRPGs, but they're, but they're slowly, slowly getting those. those. Yeah. So they're I would mean, check that one off the list. So what what don't they have? You you know? Yeah. So and they're right. Where does Nintendo dominate? And I mean, where do they lack? Kids kids never go yeah. out of business. I I kind of think that's actually yeah. the model of yeah. Game Pass. That is being taken. If you're a kid, you want your parents to get you Game Pass. You get access to all these games, and that will never go out of mm-hmm. business. Well, and the thing that Nintendo does so well, and I think this is kind of the art of their development process and a credit to their studios that they have. Let's take a game like Breath of the Wild. I, a 29-year-old person, can play that game no problem at all and have a great time while someone younger... Can can also play that game and enjoy it just as much. I I think it's I think it's, I mean how Nintendo does it I think is is 
phenomenal. Well, Ninten- uh, Nintendo does a lot of things right. Yeah, they, the uh, fact that they just don't care and but, care. But at the no, same I time. mean that's that's my point. I would say. I would say Zelda Breath of the Wild is a family-friendly game. It's probably towards the top of maybe, you know, it's a little bit more, because there are some, like, intense scenes in there, but I would I would be comfortable with my kids playing that game. No, yeah, but, whereas, like, intense- Whereas, as much as I love Grand Theft Auto, I would not let my kids play that game. It's like, it's like 90s cartoon intense, mm-hmm. whereas, like, other games are 80s cartoon yeah. intense, you know? Those yeah, well, and I think, I think that's what Nintendo does well, and I think that's just a, a credit to their development process and their development teams. They can make a game that does appeal to all audiences. Now, is that what Xbox needs to do with their family-friendly section, or specific, you know, specifically with what Phil Spencer was asked? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know if you just go straight for family-friendly games or, or stuff like that. But m- more games is better. Yeah. What's interesting is I feel like Xbox has access to these games. I think a lot of the family-friendly games are a lot of indie games. Human Fall mm-hmm. Flat comes to the, my yeah. mind. I think that's a great. Well, another one. What about a game like? Uh, I mean, just talking. Like, what about a game like Banjo and Kazooie? Like, when's the last time we've seen a new Banjo and Kazooie? Banjo and Kazooie. Yeah. What was the? There was a ukulele, yeah. which I think was a spiritual Banjo Kazooie, but it wasn't done. I just because I think. I think yeah, which was a remake of an older game or of of a game that came out earlier. But what I'm. What I'm saying, like Xbox first party, you know. Well, that's the thing. We're we're talking exclusives to Microsoft, right? So yeah, if that's what we're because I believe Banjo Kazooie is theirs. I think Rare owns it, so they own it, type of thing, something like that. Sure, I don't know. It's I I think we have access to those games, but maybe they're not seen as Xbox. They're not pushed to the forefront because they're like on every, Halo they're, they're or they're everywhere. A, yeah. yeah. I mean, technically sea of thieves is family friendly. I would, I would throw it in that <laughs> is category. Is it though? Yeah. Is it? Cause well, we're yeah, pulling but, out our blunder bus. Yeah. But your blunder bus is in a, in a stylized graphical art style, which is friendly. Like, you know, sure. And then when you kill someone, they, there's no blood. They just go down to their knees. Is what's they, viewed you know, as family they, friendly really just stylistic? So, for instance, Ori in the Blind Forest would be viewed as family friendly. No, but is it really? Um, it's not well, a game intended for kids necessarily. I don't know. I I just I I don't think art style has you know family friendly. Yeah, look, I, I don't look, think, I mean, look at look at uh, Hotline Miami. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, okay, uh, just, that one is not allowed in Australia. I, I mean, <laughs> imagine Grand Theft Auto. With a Sea of Thieves art style, it would still be grand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'd be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's, okay. there's a lot more than okay. art. Okay. okay. Yeah, true, there true. are hookers in that <laughs> game. True, 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 true. Sorry. Uh, no, it's uh, it's a really good question, and it's it's interesting that that was his answer. Because if you think about it, he's not wrong. I mean, no, he's really not. Yeah, it's and like that's hearing that makes me think of what you, you've said before. Is just I think they have a whiteboard, and they what don't we have that we need to get. Exclusively, like I think even Battletoads, even though that's a combat oriented game, I think the zaniness of it is like a 10 to 13 year old game. It yeah. could, you know, see, and that's where I think that's where I just think Nintendo dominates in the market because, like I was saying earlier, they create games that appeal to a wide audience of ages. Wide. Like I said, Br- Breath of the Wild, I would let my kids play Breath of the Wild without thinking about it. Yet I can drop a hundred hours in there and have a blast as well because it's it's an ex, it's a it's a fantastically designed game mm. that you can wouldn't appeal. let them use your game save though. No, no, they'd have to get their own switch that they'd have to buy it themselves because I'm <laughs> they have to earn it. 
Okay. I will buy their online for them. They can earn their games and systems. <laughs> <laughs> Rose City Gamer says Grounded, Minecraft Dungeons, Battletoads, those are our family games. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, Minecraft Dungeons. But I mean, take that list of three and compare it to what Nintendo has. Well, yeah, that's you know, true. That's, I, think, it's just the, you know. I think you're playing 40 years of catch up with Nintendo. Yeah. I don't, because I mean, they don't come out with IPs very often that are new. <laughs> It's true. But they are great. They're games. great. Yeah. I mean, what are some of the new games? Well, uh, let's, that we let's, consider Nintendo. Let's take a new game. A n- a n- if Nintendo it is a game new game, it's using an old character. Splatoon. I guess Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon. But a new game is Mario vs. Rabbids, which is now getting a sequel. Yeah. The first one was really well done. It was it, it appealed to me because it was that XCOM style. It had that fun strategic element to All it. All it is is the, Advance Wars with Mario. Yeah. Let me, but let me ask you, would it have done as well if it didn't have the Mario IP on it? No. But that's, I think no. that's the Nintendo, oh, I guess that's, you're, that's I get, I get what, what you're saying. saying. I get, like, okay, I get what you're saying. They have 40 okay. years of backbone of like They have the foundation. 40 years they can of just, plumbers. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like they they have that. They can they can just make an XCOM Mario game. Yeah. I mean, I Splatoon would be your newest one, I guess. Arms, I mean, they do think, you know, they Arms would be another one, I guess, but that one was okay. I guess Microsoft has done an XCOM game with Gears. Which it was really well done, but I mean, again, game. you wouldn't let your 5-year-old play that That's, one. Okay, I don't you know, know how I, mean? I don't know how accurate this list is, but okay. there's a list from the internet of newest Nintendo IPs, and you'll be surprised at how crappy they are. Well, yeah, because half of those are launch titles to show off the controllers. One, two, switch. Arms. Launch title to show off the controller. Launch title to show off the controller. Astral Chain. No, I don't know that one. That one. That one might be good. Mm-hmm. Damon. Uh, Damon X Machina. Machinum. X Machina. X Machina. Yeah. Wait, what? Deus X? No, da- Damon X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, copyright issues. They had to rename. Yeah, it they to couldn't Damon. call it Demon Souls anymore, so they had to call it Dark Souls. N- Nintendo Labo, which is the labs. That one was okay. Is that the cardboard box one? Yeah, that's the okay. That box. was that guy in that boardroom. Genius. I, I don't know. Like that, he retired early. Hey, what if we just give him cardboard? Now, see, Loyal Doyle says Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal but Crossing, Animal Crossing was yeah, it's not a new IP. Uh, was the first Animal Crossing on Game, GameCube? Was it, was it GameCube? Game? Yeah, yeah. 15, fantastic 20? console, by the way. Duh. It had a handle. <laughs> you always say that, man. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> like, you know, who does that? Shirt. We need to make that a shirt. Yeah. It had a handle. <laughs> it ain't good if it don't have a handle. <laughs> Handles please me. <laughs> Sushi Striker and Ring Fit Adventure. Those are the newest IPs. See. I mean, yeah, man, Nintendo is... I mean, I guess they're good at recreating their old IPs. Well, I mean, can you name them? They're not recreating them, though. They're just using them. Well, but what I'm saying, like, recreating but, but, in the fact, like, Mario Mario versus Rabbids. It's can, Mario in a new setting. But, type, keeping, you know I mean? but new... keeping their iconic games consistently top level. Microsoft's not been able to do it with well, Halo. There is, there is one thing that I do give credit to. To Nintendo, I, this isn't with all games, but this is with a lot of games. Whenever Nintendo makes a sequel or or more games, they always try to do care. something. Yeah, they care. <laughs> they always try to do something new. It's not just necessarily a perfected formula of the first one. It's they try to add new mechanics, new things. Like take the new Breath of the Wild. They could have just perfected the formula and released it. But instead, if you look at the trailers that we've seen, they're adding a lot of new stuff. That will change There's the way the game there. plays. I mean, respect. 
I give them. I mean, sometimes it doesn't always hit. I, I'll say that, but I do give them credit for trying new things. You know, yeah. and 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 doing well at trying those new things. Well, great question, psychotic. We kind of going off topic there, but great question, psychotic. Great question, Andrew Courtney. Thank you very much to both of you. Jordan, before before we leave, before we head out for the day, Halo Infinite had had some. We're going to be able to play that soon. Well, potentially, you soonish, soonish. Yeah. So Halo Infinite this week, I think it was just yesterday because we're on Thursday today. Yeah. Uh, Halo Infinite uh, community manager sketch sent out a little tweet on Twitter that said PSA, which is public service announcement for those. <laughs> is that what that know. is? Yeah, it is. Oh, it wow. Is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He says, quote, uh, with each week we're creeping closer and closer to the hashtag Halo Infinite multiplayer technical preview. A key goal is hardening and validating, hardening and validating at a large scale. Help us out. Spread the word. Opt in. Verify email and be ready. Which basically this is David, you deal with the community managers. Yep. Uh, you can probably translate for us. But yep. I got, hey, beta coming soon. Sign up. Yeah, closed beta, maybe a weekend beta, maybe maybe yeah. multiplayer only because I don't think they're going to give any campaign you don't no, need I to. No, I agree, yeah, yeah. Multiplayer only, probably one map, just to test things, see how it goes. And I doubt we get day one build. It's probably a little bit later build. Like well, a state, from this, like it's, a it sounds build. like they want to basically, which is what a lot of multiplayer games want to do, they basically want to overload the server, so yeah. come yeah. launch night, A key not. goal is hardening and validating at a large scale. Yeah, at a large scale. That's what that means. Yeah. I Stress test. Stress test, baby. Smack us as hard as you can and see if we can take it. Which is okay. I'm okay having some rocky connections during a stress test to help the developers figure it out, so come launch night, we can just have a solid experience. But all you have to do is just go to the Halo website, uh, Halo Waypoint, sign up. They do ask you a lot of questions. There is actually quite a bit you can opt into. Uh, you can choose not to opt into certain things. So just whatever you want to opt into. But go through the form, fill it out, and then you'll hopefully have a chance to try out the Halo Infinite multiplayer technical previews. And I assume they're going to have more than one. So Yeah, that's ex- that's exciting. I I. Think about think about this game was supposed to launch at Christmas. I'm really glad it didn't. No, because, I am too. <laughs> because I think you've got to hit I this still one stand out of the by gates. I, I I do think they handled it a little bit wrong oh, they when, did. when doing the announcement process stuff and not letting it come out. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, it's, I'm excited. Know. I hope there's, I hope there's this, a lot of stuff that we'll I hope have. this is the equivalent or at least you don't even need to be the equivalent of what it did for Xbox, but if you just get if you get fifty percent of that, you're doing really good. You know what I mean? Like if it is, if it is this, just if it's just a really good Halo game, that's really good. But I think I think they see it as I mean it's if it's a console seller, it's going to be doing new stuff and uh, taking taking Halo to heights we've never seen. Yeah. Well, I think the best thing they ever did was getting Joseph Staten or Staten, however you, I think it's Staten, because it just I, first of all, I mean his pedigree speaks for itself, and the way he even just watching those interviews, the way he talks about the game makes you excited for a Halo game. No, it's true. He's clearly a passionate guy. I love passion. Clearly, the other thing is, what do you think? What do you think? EA dropped some news that there's there's an they're working on an untitled game. Oh yeah, the Battlefield news that yeah, wasn't that, that wasn't was, actually Battlefield that, news. Well, it was Battlefield news without giving us news. It was is actually it a, very clever how they did it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like. I appreciate yeah. that. It was really good. No, so they had a little uh, shindig this week. Shindig. Uh, talking about, they just had, you know, they had uh, Vince Pelly, some of the other heads of Dice, and you know, they're just talking about different things, different uh, stuff for the future. We didn't really necessarily get any new Battlefield information, other than they did talk a tiny bit about Hazard Zone, saying that. Uh, they have, uh, you know, company meetings and people. The internally, people are really enjoying it. Uh, Dice LA showed it to I think the head of Dice, and he was jumping up and down in his chair, really having a good time with it. Damn. Very excited. And so, you know, they like it. They like their own game, which is always a good sign. That's, a good sign. That's always a good sign, <laughs> uh, which is good. And then we basically just heard. Hazard Zone will add fan favorite maps, and that that's really the only new information we got. Interesting. Which which is there? the The big announcement is they talked about e, uh, Dice LA has rebranded their studio. They're now called Ripple Effect. They will be working on, I assume, in a support role on Battlefield twenty forty two, and an unnamed game, and a yet to be announced game. And that's this exciting. is where this is where it got interesting for me because the head of Dice talked about cloud computing. And he talked about uh, our, he, I think he said, our very powerful consoles that we have right now, mm. uh, which I thought was fun. But anyway, he, he talked about what we can do because of how powerful these consoles are. We can offload a lot of these. I mean, we can offload stuff to the calculations or off. I don't know. What offload the calculations. We can offload certain calculations to the cloud. Yeah. And because of how powerful these consoles are, we can do crazy stuff with the hardware that's there in your 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 bedroom or whatever. He he, they asked if this cloud computing would be on Battlefield twenty forty two, and he said no comment. So I don't know if it's something they're looking yeah, at. Why no comment? Later. That's interesting. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. What I think he it didn't is, know if he was allowed to say anything. Yeah, he so looked he over just, to uh, yeah. no comment. Yeah, they're very strict with their PR this year. Good, Which I as think, they yeah, should be. There's someone off to the side, like with a no, whip, this, or like hold, like looking at them. Yeah, they seem EA seems more focused than they've been in a while. They do. But going back to that, calcu- you know, the cloud stuff that they're talking about. He talked a lot about future games, and in particular, first-person shooters are going to be really cool with this technology. And I think. Ripple effect this yet to be announced game may be utilizing some of that. I have no idea. We don't know what it is, but they seem excited about it. It's exciting. Can you imagine if you're having this conference with, you know, your employees and you accidentally invite to this live stream question and answer the socially handicapped person and you're like, yeah, Bill, what do you think of this game? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, okay. it's not really my thing. Is that what happened? I work on it. No, no, could no, you imagine, okay, though, yeah. if that happened? Like, you have to make sure in those situations that you have everybody on point. No. Oh, yeah. Well, well it's like the, when Microsoft used to do their presentations in front of journalists. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the no guy's, one's like, like, the guy's like, yes, this is awesome. Oculus is amazing. And way off in the back. <laughs> There's like, you, could hear, you could hear the fans going, in what like the you, standing yes. section. What you could hear is every journalist staring down when it showed the audience just typing in their keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not this, even saying a word. Yeah, you put the you put them at the back and put the politicians learned it. You put the press at the back and your fans at the front. Yeah. Microsoft finally caught on. No, so I think it was a good little interview. Like I said, we didn't learn much but i think you're right david what this interview or this little broadcast showed me is that they're focused on the game and i think they're being careful about what they say because of certain 
things that may have happened in the past with that franchise. I like saying the phrase may or may not have. May or may they may or may not have asked me not to buy their game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they may or may not have screwed up Battlefield 5's launch pretty badly. Uh, so I think I think they're being like I I really do think there's PR people on the side, and it's like one of those things like when you're a hostage, you know, and you're like looking over having to say the you know I, yeah, I, think, I think that's what it is. Yeah, when he when he was asked the question about cloud computing, he looked over he real quick, and the guy went like this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. No comment. Uh, no, but I mean, joking like aside. Baseball signals. Uh, okay. No comment. Fastball. Uh, no, but but joking aside, it, it, I do get the impression. I think you're right, David. I think they're the reason they're not necessarily saying a bunch of stuff is one, they probably have events planned where they're gonna slowly kind of dole this out to keep that hype going. But I think it's because they're focused. They want to make sure things are ready. They're fixed. They're seeing what pe- how people are reacting. Acting, they're they're you know I I think they're they're focused on this next Battlefield game, which I think is what the Battlefield franchise needs right now. Yeah, yeah I sure. agree. Guys, that actually does us for today. Everybody, uh, good show, good discussions today. Really enjoyed. Uh, it's a fun time. It's a fun time hanging out hanging out with you. If you haven't Sorry. yet, go over to Press Discord. The ver- <laughs> team vertical, team horizontal, is is lighting up. Look at this, Duro, Mr. Ryan, aka Duro. He's got his He's got horizontal his X with the Xbox See, with I, the Xbox sign he sent us on top of it. Look at that. Yeah, look, yeah. That's what that's I'm like See, that's what I'm saying. I'm so surprised they go horizontal. Yeah, with that. he went. He's team horizontal. Check out uh, then Dead Kamikaze. He's got his Series X vertical with the Batman sticker on it because it is like the Batmobile. Hey man, how do you get a PlayStation Five? And too? then uh, we have. <laughs> and then look, we have Super Shocker. It does exist? It does. He? Yeah. See, <laughs> Super Shocker. Yeah, that's slide, how you do it. He yeah. slides his hand up. Press that on button, baby. <laughs> Super shocker. Gorgeous. Look at those hands. Ooh, doing stuff That's to me. So funny. Head over to Discord, guy. Let us know. Team Vertical, Team Horizontal. We're going to be on Discord all week. It's the place to be. Come join us. Come hang out. Also, come join us over on YouTube. We've got daily videos dropping. YouTube.com forward slash X1 Bros. Daily news. It's just my face. Sometimes I give opinions that make sense. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. find out. Just like our show. Just like our show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come find out. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your week. It's a great weekend. Any any game plans? You guys have both been working hard this week. Yeah. Uh, do you see how exhausted I look? You look tired. I'm tired. You're going to get a massage. Today. I'm hoping to play more Scarlet Nexus because that game is a lot of fun. So yeah. it's on my list. And Sea of Thieves. It's your manga those. game. Yes. Manga? Munga. Manga. Munga. Munga. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Uh,